Hey guys, I don't know if you're like me, but I love Count the Dings and everything it has to offer. I just can't find everything I need. You know, I know about Cinephobe and I know about the mailbag. And I know about Bomb, but that's all we do, right? I mean, no, we do so much more. What? Yeah, absolutely. If you sign up, patreon.com slash count the dings, you'll find a plethora of other content, fresh content, extended content, the OG pod overflow, the Cinephobe cold opens that we've taken and made their own thing to live only there the re-watchingtons bomb and it's full Ooh. and unadulterated cut early drops of cinephobe episodes and so much more said the og pod now is it new or is it old mace i'm glad you asked that it is a new incarnation mm-hmm. of the old og pod oh. so it's me zach trey Waz, tom i love those guys just like we always were going back to the true hoop days mm-hmm. we're recreating that magic recapturing it and putting it back out we're talking hoops we're talking pop culture and most importantly we're talking for 40 minutes for free mm-hmm. but then another specific patreon exclusive segment for every one of those episodes funny enough about that og pod you're getting tom and trey on mondays you're getting me and waz aka zosny on wednesdays a means floating in between i'm a floater you never know when you're gonna get a mean in those so you gotta listen to them all and what if i'm not sure what maze looks like because i've always thought he's a fat man with a fedora he's got a weird voice how can i see for myself what this maze character actually looks like it's crazy you don't know the answer to this mm. because it's the cinephobe pod youtube page what the ct5s on the cinephobe pod youtube page you can look at all of us you can get all the og pods on youtube too at count the dings one on youtube at cinephobe pod on youtube patreon.com slash count the dings gets you everything all in one feed you can link it to your spotify and now enjoy the show the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards the longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards why bring this up because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70 yard field goal it probably won't go well so set a limit when you gamble and stick to it want more helpful tips like this go to keepitfunohio.com for games quizzes and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you love me, please don't judge me. Got my hands tied, the power's above me. Don't shoot the messenger, I'm just a puppet here. If you want to place blame, then look to the puppeteer. Family, fortune, envy, jealousy, privilege, passed on, legacy, secret, sabotage, borderline, felony, suicide, subtract, selfish, Welcome to another episode of Machiavellian Fucks, our Succession Roycast, where we're climbing into the vote boat. I'm Jason Madison, alongside Nando Vila, who's the only one who's allowed to be nasty to Frank, and Anthony <laughs> and Anthony Mays, whose very absence has a certain power. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that was a great line. Uh, yeah, I love being nasty to Frank. Uh, <laughs> 
We all have guys like that in our lives, like you that you you, know, you make fun of, but then like as soon as someone else makes fun of, you're like, "What the fuck are you doing, man?" You know, like you can't say that shit. Yeah, only I can talk to him like that. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Yeah, uh, yeah. Let's uh, let's get into the the meat and potatoes of the episode, man. We finally got to the uh, mid season climax, the shareholders meeting of Waystar Royco. Uh, I was held down by. Frank. Filibuster <laughs> Frank, Frank, baby. <laughs> yeah. You know, that man of Congress. Stat. Yeah. Um, Everybody I, was tired of him by the end of the day. Yeah. Well, I, I loved everything about that whole thing because um, it is true that they have these big shareholder meetings, you know, or whatever, you know, big corporate kind of meeting or whatever that everyone prepares for. Uh, a shit ton, like, and everyone spends a lot of money on it and they're very well produced and whatever. But the whole point is to not say anything real or interesting uh, in the thing. Like you could, I could script like the same script and I could just hand it to, you know, the top uh, 100 firms in the Fortune 500 and nothing would have to change um, in terms of the wording. Um, And that was like kind of the funny critique about that is just like, you know, anyone could just get up there and just be like, yeah, well, our priorities for the new year are to synergize our existing uh, capabilities and leverage um, right. our uh, initiatives around the world to uh, establish a growth pattern that yeah. will uh, take Waystar Royco into not just the 21st century, the 22nd century, you know, or something like that. And it's right. Like, okay. And, and <laughs> then, know? yeah, and like Jerry got up there for her couple of minutes and, she did the same thing and was talking about, you know, buybacks and, you know, offering yeah. people different different options. Maybe they divest from the cruise line, <laughs> you know, yeah. and like just kind of trying to talk until she got to the video and Carolina put it perfectly. She's like, oh, she dried up. She um, ended with a bright new beginning, <laughs> but the journey remains the same. Yeah. yeah. Did you guys watch that movie? <laughs> um, uh um mcgruber mm-hmm. no that's one of my, yeah well, I, I yeah watch like it. he keeps on yeah he keeps on saying the same line over and over again it's like the game has changed but the players stay the same you know like it's like the action movie cliches can also fit into the corporate cliches you know but it makes um, sense because that's how kendall got so good at just dropping useless tasty morsels of vocabulary all the time is because he's well polished he's done a fair share of shareholder meetings in his time he's been oh, yeah. on stage vamping for much of his Damn, life oh, yeah. Vamp, Carl. Vamp, Vamp. Carl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah Dude, the actor who plays carl is one of my favorites i mean he he plays such a great corporate lizard like he's a different type of guy than frank like he's like, way more cynical than frank you know like he does mm-hmm. not give a shit about anything like frank does seem like he kind of genuinely cares about Logan and the company and stuff like that. Um, Carl is just like an absolute fucking lizard and he yeah. doesn't give a shit. They know it. He knows it. And that's fine. Wake Carl me up when my two, career is over. <laughs> Carl has two <laughs> moments in this uh, episode that are so small, but like point straight to his lizardry. Um, one of them is when his, uh, his flip flop on the idea of four seats in the beginning of the episode, he's like, he's so distraught over oh, four seats, you know, that, what did he say? 
full fat for them and corn dogs and toenails for us. Right. And then at the end of the episode, when it's four seats, he's like, four seats. That's great. Like, you can't wait to get that deal done. And it's like, what changed? You just (laughs) nothing. And then the other part was when um, they're trying to everybody's trying to get Logan's Logan to approve after Shiv has pretty much made the deal. And Carl gives Logan this silent nod of like, please say yes. Like, please, please say yes. (laughs) We need this. And it's just funny to watch him kind of slither around and and work his little Carl magic. Also him backstabbing Frank going out for the handoff. And then, no, you got this, buddy. Take us home. Keep driving. Stay out there. They need me. I got to go. I can't. I can't be here right now. Yeah, that was amazing. But uh, couldn't wait to come in and sweep up the applause. You know, Frank, you've you've done enough. I've got this one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I can handle this. <laughs> yeah, no, that was great. Uh, Carl had a had an excellent uh, time this episode. Um, it seemed like Jerry was up and down. You know, she was she was right in the thick of it with uh, with Shiv and Roman and and uh sandy and you know obviously that big conversation um and her mini betrayal of roman what do we what do we think of that lover's quarrel (laughs) yeah i mean it's like i mean it's been it's been they've been building it up all season right that like as soon as jerry got in there she's like okay dude i'm ceo and this weird thing that we have like it's not happening anymore you know, this is just not, and he was like, at first, like, oh, this is just like what we do. This is part of our little give and take, you know, this is just uh, us flirting. And I think he's starting to come to realize that she doesn't love him. <laughs> like, right, it's just like, right. it's so weird to say it, that this like older woman, uh, you know, but yeah, that she just doesn't love him, that she's just, she was just using him. Um, and that, you know, the fact that he caught feelings is his own damn fault. But I mean, to me, you know, I really love Roman this episode. And I'm I'm honestly like asking myself as I'm watching, I'm like, am I falling in love with Roman? Like, you know, uh just because Are you a corpse, Jason? What do you mean? <laughs> he might I'm not just be saying into you, buddy. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, I think that his his character, like just the he seems to be maturing in some kind of weird, interesting way. Like in the beginning of the show, you know, he was the worst he did the thing with the kid for the million dollars he was you know jerking off in the office or whatever like he's you know roman isn't a hypocrite you know um like roman is is the only one of the children who's true to himself yeah um like he's not a hypocrite like he he's a piece of shit he knows it he doesn't give a shit what you think about it yeah um you know kendall and shiv are like the ultimate hypocrites you know they 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 are just their their whole existence is a lie. Like I remember when 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 I was covering the 2016 election between Hillary and Trump. Um, you know, you get in these arguments with people uh, because, like, obviously, like Trump would lie all the time. Like he would he was like a you know he would do all these lies, right? And like all the fact checkers were like counting up the lies and comparing them to Hillary's lies, and Trump always had way more. But I would I would always say is like the reason why Trump was going was was like one is because even though he like lied more than hillary trump is true to himself like you know what i mean like he's yeah, not a yeah. he's true he to him from to the his heart inner, no, no. yeah no he's or he's he just to, like he's true he, to his, he's true to his inner to his yeah. character yeah. whereas hillary 
was a hypocrite, you know, like um, she would technically lie less. But when when she said something like, you know, I'm going to put working families first or whatever, like everyone knew that that was a lie. Like you can't chalk that up as a lie. But like people read that as like her being hypocritical, whereas Trump like doesn't come off that way for whatever reason. He's true to himself and his essence. And that's the kind of like what Roman is, is that him like Logan are not hypocrites. They're assholes. They're monsters. They're whatever you want to call it. Uh, but they're true to themselves. And that's people ultimately respect that, you know, more than someone who's just as monstrous, but is trying to sell not just to you, but to themselves that they're actually good people. Yeah. I, I loved uh, when Roman told Jerry, you know, you picture Prince Jerry, don't fuck it up now. Yeah. And, his, and it was just like, as much as she thinks that she has a little leverage over him because he see, she's CEO right now, he's like, we can just throw you away. Like you're not really that important to the, you know, the grand scheme of things. And so I think Roman is starting to realize like he might have access to get to where, you know, he wants to go or yeah. at least a, a better position. He's, he seems like he's sitting on pole position right now over, uh, you know, Shiv and, and Kendall, even though Shiv did make the deal, you know, Roman obviously talked to the president yeah, but- Logan is not happy with that deal. <laughs> yeah, no, he's right. not. He let her know. He's very and not and happy. Roman is smart enough to not place himself in a position to where he has to be the person, the point person on the deal. He knows that his dad will never appreciate whatever the deal is. And that's kind of like the fatal flaw in their system is that you can't be the point person as a child to Logan. And so Roman will never have you know, the self-confidence and self-assuredness to be a, a man and try to advance himself in the ways that Kendall does, which, you know, obviously fuck Kendall up in his own ways, but like all of Logan's faults get placed on his children and they have to live with that in their existence. And they allows, it stunts all of their growth basically. Well, Roman, Roman is the most, uh, is the most like Logan from an instinctual Ooh, like level. Logan. Like he, he's, yeah, they're, they're he's like Logan, a mini yeah. Logan. Yeah. The thing is, he doesn't have the specific weight of Logan because he grew up like a fucking rich asshole. Um, so he doesn't have the the muscle behind the instinct to actually like flex it. Um, but he knows he's right that like take it to the fucking shareholders, uh, let the fucking janitors in Idaho uh, decide, uh, which is a fun, which is yeah. a hilarious line. Yeah, which yeah. They uh, the title, title of the episode. Title of the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Rarely do you um, see yeah. a line promoted to, to title status, but that was the one. There you go. Um, and he knows like instinctually, like what his dad would want. He just doesn't know, or he doesn't have the ability to like actually execute it. Yeah. Whereas um, the other kids, um, they just, they, they just have a completely opposite. They have a, they have a, um, an acquiescing uh, instinct or an instinct to not ruffle feathers or to, you know, for all their bluster, they're soft and they just, they, they want to just like get along, play along to get along and, and, uh, and, and just make a deal, like not, not make waves, just always back down. Um, and that's just not what Logan is. I love how the show, um, because Roman is a true uh, baby of the family, you know, and, and his actions and how he interacts with the, with the other siblings and his and his dad, right? When he sees his dad is kind of comatose almost, he gets he's he kind of cowers away a little bit. And like you see Connor has that older sibling kind of feeling where he's separate from the other three. And then it's Shiv and Kendall, 
bicker and, you know, go back and forth like middle children. So it's interesting to see how, you know, even in this dynamic, they they stay true to that American ideal of like the nuclear, like American family, you know? Yeah, Roman is very much just... My dad's right. My dad's right. Do what my dad says. I don't care if he's piss mad. He always wins before. Fuck him. Do what the man says. And eventually Shiv overpowers that. But. Well, he, he also has like the, the only genuine concern for his dad. It seems well. like, yeah. like his dad's like fucking, fucking losing his mind pickup truck. with he a UTI. Jumpstart yeah. him with an adrenaline shot. Like this Pulp Fiction, Shiv. Like, relax. <laughs> Yeah, he was like, "Hey, uh, anyone like worried about dad? Like in his health? Uh, anyone? Anyone? The kids like don't even. It doesn't even register for them. The other ones. Yeah, I wanted to ask. Do you guys think Frank is Italian? Frank? Uh, I don't know. The reason why. Wow. The reason why I asked because Kendall yeah. says two lines that I really liked. He's, he's sweaty uh, spaghetti. He's spaghetti. Yeah, and then he called him the uh, Mater D at the bistro of bullshit. So I was like. <laughs> Is Frank Italian? Is that why he Maybe. said that? I think or? the sneaky yeah, racism is more of a, a Logan Logan device, but it's possible. Well, right. we'll, we'll stay tuned to that. Yeah. He's anti, Anti-Italian bigotry is one of the few accepted bigotries we're allowed to have in America these days. Trust me, so, I just did sure. a movie um, called Homie Spumoni for Cinephobe, so I'm well aware of the, <laughs> oh, hell yeah. the instances <laughs> of ripping on Italians being fair game. Oh, yeah. wow. Um, yeah. Let's talk about the animals that uh, oh boy <laughs> weren't necessarily are the one animal and the invisible animal. <laughs> um, Megathump. Uh, let's pray for Megathump, guys. Prayers up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, ate a bagel. Ate a bagel. Teas and peas for Megathump. Uh, yeah. The Those rules are just- fuckheads. We're going to go to Tampa and leave a rabbit with a big gulp and a dozen cinnamon raisin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like that ever happens, you know? Like, yeah. What the fuck is that? You know, like, and like th- people in Tampa don't own rabbits. Like, I'm sorry, I'm from Florida. People in no one in Tampa has a fucking pet rabbit. When the moment for intimacy arrives, you need to be ready, Roman ready. You can't be fiddling around with your thing down there talking about. Hold up, it just never usually happens to me. Whether you've been in a relationship for years or you're just getting started, having the confidence that comes from preparation means you're free to enjoy the moment when the moment comes so that you can as well. Even though you are far from ordinary, the truth is ED is really common. In fact, 52% of guys age 40 to 70 experience some form of erectile dysfunction. Go to GetRoman.com B-O-M right now to speak to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional about erectile dysfunction and get $15 off your first month of treatment. As I said, this is very common. 52% of men between the ages of 40 and 70 will experience it. ED treatment can help you reconnect with your partner and rediscover the joy of sex. Roman system is completely confidential, totally discreet. There are no logos or labels on the packages. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for erectile dysfunction, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. And if medication is appropriate, it ships to you free with two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, convenient, and discreet. Getting started is simple. Getting started is simple. 
Just go to GetRoman.com slash B-O-M and complete an online visit. Take care of your ED without leaving your home. Don't go to some weird waiting room looking at these other guys that have God knows what kind of issues going on with them, having people judge you. Don't do that, man. Just go online, complete your online visit today, connect with a U.S. licensed healthcare professional, take care of it. Just go to GetRoman.com slash B-O-M today. And if you're prescribed, get $15 off your first month of ED treatment. Make sure you're ready to have confidence and control this fall. Make sure you're Roman ready. You know what? Your partner will thank you. Hello, listener. Guess who's back? It's me, Anthony Mays, your favorite butcher turned podcast producer. And I'm here to talk to you about ButcherBox. ButcherBox is the most convenient way to get high quality meat and seafood that you can trust delivered straight to your doorstep free shipping, vacuum sealed packaging. It's ready to go right then. It's ready to pop in the freezer. You get exclusive member deals and a variety of high quality cuts at an amazing value. Going to the grocery store can be a huge pain. You're usually in a rush at an inconvenient time. You're waiting in line at the meat counter. You're taking a number. Maybe this place doesn't have a number. You're jostling with fellow customers. You're trying to get that ribeye that you want or that nice piece of salmon. Maybe the butcher that you're dealing with has a bad attitude or something. I don't know. That was never me. I promise. But maybe it happens. Butcher Box takes all of that out of the picture. You are always prepared with meat and seafood in the freezer, and you're not going to find quality for this price anywhere else other than ButcherBox. So sign up at butcherbox.com slash dings, D-I-N-G-S, and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash dings and use code dings, D-I-N-G-S, to choose your free for a year offer, plus get $20 off your first order. I'm going to say, though, this is the first thing that kind of got on my nerves with the show, that it didn't really square with me from what had happened previously or what I thought. And this just might be me projecting, but it didn't seem like, Kendall's daughter was somebody who would be that kind of dumb. She seemed like a like a quiet, smart, like kind of girl, like the way they had her in the previous season. And they kind of played her up as this like bratty, like, you know, like little kid in this episode. And I was like, that didn't seem right. It seemed like they just wanted to insert that for Kendall to be a, a bad dad, but it didn't really square with the daughter character. So I don't know. I think they've I, I mean, done <laughs> out of television making necessity what a lot of shows do which is background the children more and more it's nice to have the idea that don draper has a nuclear family and all that and they got lucky with sally because she grew up to be a good actress and they actually gave her some plots but they had three bobbies this is what they do in television they have we haven't seen the kids in two seasons we saw them on the phone on FaceTime looking at this rabbit last week and we hear her on the phone this week, they're purely using it to beat to death this idea that Kendall is one of the dumbest fucking parents out there. He bought this rabbit impulsively. He's steamrolling the fucking poor babysitter, Bianca. Just give it some fucking bagel, Bianca, but not too much bagel. Did you give it too much fucking bagel? 
Call the people doctor. He can do rap. Like, shut the <laughs> fuck yeah, call up, our dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like, wait, no, no. Like, he thinks like, oh, like we have the best doctor in New York City, like on fucking speed dial, you know? Oh, yeah. Call him. And it's like, no, 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 no. This is not yeah. how that works. Like, fucking doctor's not going to know shit about a fucking rabbit, you know? <laughs> Jess's like, reaction was probably maybe my favorite moment of the whole episode. It was incredible. <laughs> I want that yeah. framed on my wall. I can't even tell yeah. you how many times I've made that face yeah. in a job situation where you're just like, are you fucking kidding me with this rabbit shit again, man? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to incredible. go get another yeah. fucking rabbit next week. I don't have time yeah. for this. Yeah. yeah. And then the dead cat, uh, the invisible dead cat under Logan's chair. Yeah. <laughs> Which I don't know if that was like a stock market, um, you know, allegory to like a yeah. dead cat bounce uh, in the stock market. Um, well, there was a there was a nice callback to season one. The first time Logan kind of lost his mind, oh, yeah. uh, and when he tried to like have Shiv give him a hand job or something, yep. remember? <laughs> you know, because he thought it was he says he I love took you. her for his wife, and she's yeah. like, "Oh, that's so sweet." Takes his yeah. hand and then wants a little bit more, a little more than hand. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And now in this one, when he walks out of the bathroom, he sees Shiv and he calls her Marsha, uh, his wife. Uh, you know, nice little callback to to for that. But yeah, um, did you guys know UTIs could do that? Because I gotta no. fucking be more careful. Uh, <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Ray- apparently Reagan, it's true. Reagan almost nuked Belgium. He <laughs> almost not nuked, have nuked almost Belgium, nuked Belgium, but he did get UTIs. So that part was true. <laughs> true. I think Connor maybe embellished history a little bit because we know he loves to do well, that. Well, actually, no, Reagan almost did nuke like almost did nuke the entire world like in 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 1983 i've always wanted to do like a documentary on this or something but uh in 1983 um there was a nato kind of like war game or exercise like aerial exercise and they kind of kept on getting closer and closer to the russian border um and i guess one plane ended up flying off course and like going into russian airspace um, or too close to Russian airspace, which triggered the Russian kind of automatic nuclear response. And it actually got to like a fucking high level colonel um, in the Soviet Union's army whose orders were, according to the protocol of the alarms and all that shit, to press the fucking button. And he decided not to against orders, you know, like um, and was so that he just guy, concerned about I, his precious bodily fluids? He may have been uh, concerned about his precious bodily fluids, uh, or he may have been convinced that they had gotten into uh, his precious bodily fluids. But yeah, um, it was uh, yeah, it was a close call in 1983. Uh, unclear whether it was due to Reagan's UTI or not, but um, that did actually happen. <laughs> shout, out, shout out to Connor for always being the history buff on the show and yeah. giving us that vital information. He had an interesting arc this Big episode win for connor if you ask me <laughs> yeah. honestly yeah. roman's yeah, a knucklehead shiv's a fake kenny's screwy why can't i get a shot and it was like <laughs> yeah. logan didn't have anything for him he he hit him with three jab hook uppercut right there <laughs> like yeah you're right and so he was basically like yeah whatever you want dude like i'm busy whatever and then you know the whole scene with the president call was I mean, hilarious. He's like, I can talk to him. Yeah. And everybody's like, 
They didn't even pay him any attention. No. They treated him like a little kid, like he wasn't even there. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah we're, when, we're ignoring. When Carl is proposing that Roman talk over Connor, you know you're low on the totem pole there. <laughs> he's he's non-existent. Like he does not even exist in their world. He's purely there for decoration and like to get their mind off of whatever's going on if they feel the need. You know. Were you guys surprised Jerry didn't take that call? Um. Um. No, I can't, I can't say that I was. Um, I feel like Jerry doesn't want to be m- more responsible for anything than she has to. And she's already kind of got a lot on her plate. And so if that call would have went not a way that Logan wanted it to, you know, she doesn't want to put herself in the crosshairs. And that's kind of her whole thing, you know? What I don't really understand is what the fuck Kendall is planning. Like, what's his, like, game plan? You know, like... Please, somebody very, tell me. <laughs> yeah, he's very, like, adamant about them keeping control. But he's also, like, in a death, you know, fight to the death with uh, his family. Um, you know, at the end of the episode, he gets up on stage and starts naming all the victims. Calls for a, a moment funny. of silence, and then he talks. Right. Which is yeah, just... For, Amazing. The most I mean, what was that? Stuff. Was that more cringy than his L to the OG? He'd be an L to the OG slap. Uh, yeah. So I'm with that one. Uh, yeah, L to, the, L to the OG L was actually might have been his high point in the show, actually. My boy you know? Squiggles cooked this beat up for me. Yeah, no, <laughs> L to the OG, because people were actually like laughing at him, laughing with him, enjoying it. Like he got that was his moment in the sun, if you ask me. Um this was just yeah, this was just a. Uh, clusterfuck i don't know how else to describe it um there's no way to really spin this in a positive way for him like other than the fact that you know he got his dad to do what he wanted him to do um yeah which is why i think he actually blocked him i don't think he blocked him for any other reason than that then he you know his dad was assessing the the decisions of the day and realized that it went kendall's way but I don't understand Kendall's motivation to want to continue to pursue to put his dad in jail. Honestly, like the whole scene with Greg, I can, I can see him doing it to scare Greg or to basically voice his frustrations with Greg for being a turncoat. But other than that, like Kendall should just drop it at this point that like, you know, you lost that whole battle. You, you scared him and, you know, it was a move for, you know, to, to get you out of jail. But I would just say, just drop it, dude. Like, you know, yeah. you, you're not going to win that. What was the great line that Stewie had to Kendall? Or he's like, well, I thought you were going to be wearing a rainbow flag yelling times up or something like that. Like, <laughs> yeah. What is he? yeah. No, he said, Save you should be standing. Fair, bro. I'm good. He said, you should be standing on a rainbow soapbox yelling times up. <laughs> Stewie remains a high efficiency machine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Stewie. Although Stewie, Stewie fucking, for all his bluster, again, like all the young people yeah. on the show. All bluster, and then as soon as you poke, he fucking folds. Like he folded. Like as soon, all Ken had to say is like, "Hey, my dad's crazy. He's down to take it to a vote." Even though in theory they hold all the cards, he's like, "Oh." Sh-. Then he all of a sudden gets scared, and he's like, "Oh, maybe we should make a deal." You know? Um, again, he. It's like it's 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 a lot like what's you know the, the situation in America right now, where like we're run by like these kind of like ninety year old. Uh, people whose brains are leaking out of their ears um, and they hold all the power and everyone kind of from the younger generation um, doesn't have the stones basically to just take it, to just take the power. Right. I mean, like, um, 
I mean, it's, I don't think it's a, it's not a, it's, it, it, it wasn't a very subtle, uh, comparison, but like, it is kind of the reality that we had Trump as president for four years, whose fucking brain is dead. Um, and like has absolute holes in it. And now we have Joe Biden who also, you know, has been known to, uh, you know, take, fall the, asleep occasional and yeah. take the occasional nap, <laughs> or, um, he loses his teeth or like bleed out of his fucking eyeballs in the middle of a debate and you know like is decomposing like right before our eyes uh, or like talk about like how some kid in a pool in Wilmington while he was lifeguard touched his hairy legs or some shit um, yeah so and, and like everyone all the young people are just like waiting for them to you know do their big pronouncement yeah um, they super <laughs> super amp that up in this episode to the point of yeah. just sheer farce with the way yeah. that we have Sandy mumbling to his daughter. No one can understand what yeah. the fuck he's talking about. S- Stewie yeah. is completely powerless to have any effect on yeah. this man. And you got Logan going painkiller mode, completely losing his mind, calling people the wrong name and shit. Like, and everybody else is just milling about chaotically. Like, what do we do? What do we yeah. do? Fuck. What do we what do? do? Oh, my do? God. We need a deal. Yeah. But the scene yeah. of the scene of Sandy in his chair, like as a full on vegetable, uh, mumbling while his daughter kind of leaned over, reminded, and then she was like, it, it was exactly like the scene in Return of the Jedi, like with Jabba the Hutt, you know, like with like his little helper next to him, mm-hmm. and he's just like he has to translate for him, like it's, um, yeah, it's just uh, it's uh, it's just these people are helpless without these kind of vegetables, essentially these geriatric vegetables, just hanging on every single word trying to in- interpret like what do they say what do they say like at the at the end of the soviet union they there was this idea that like there was like what they called Krem- kremlinologists who were people who were just f- obsessively watching every single little utterance and cadence and facial expression of what they called the gerontocracy which was these kind of like ancient men who ran the soviet union and Everything about it, like all the people around them were just like, okay, what, what does that mean? What does that mean? Okay, what, what, what do you think they wanted? What do you think they wanted? And like, again, the whole thing came crashing down because of that. Because at the end of the day, like someone has to fucking take control. Someone who has like an ability, the energy and the intellect to just be like, okay, no, no, no I'm in charge now. This is what we have to do. Uh, but in succession, no one's in charge. Well, it seems like the people that are actually in charge are the ones you wouldn't think would be in charge. And the only autonomous person in the show. So so let me finish that um, thought first. The people who are in charge seemingly are Sandy's daughter and Marsha to me, right? Uh, In charge of Logan and Sandy Furness. Um, She's supposedly leaning over to her dad, listening to what he's saying, but nobody buys that, right? It seems like she's operating, you know, fully autonomous at this point and, uh, who knows what his brain function even is at this at this moment um it seems like you know logan will soon cede more power to marcia but the only autonomous person is ewan he yeah you know he's he's his own man he he has his seat on the board he's got a fortune which he's going to give to greenpeace apparently uh greg greg's uh portion being the first (laughs) um and yeah, and he's got he's got a similar way about him um, that Logan does, uh, where he's doesn't take any shit from anybody, you know. And he's got his point of view in the world, and he will not be bent or you know changed about that. And 
they're also similar in the fact that they don't like young people. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. he does not fuck with Greg, even though it's his grandson. He wants, he does, like he's got that cold kind of old school, which you maybe it's love, maybe it's not, but he he has little patience for Greg and and his learning curve. You know, to be fair, and, Greg's a little shit. No, yeah, he is. I mean, he fucking betrayed him. You know, <laughs> he is. But you know, it's. I mean, it's not like there are any great stewards in in Greg's life anyway. So you know. Um, yeah, his mom's still buying blenders or whatever the fuck happened a couple episodes. I mean, ago. Ewan was using Greg, you know, right, as much exactly. as like you know, like again, like I mean, the rule of thumb in, in succession is that no one is altruistic, you know, no one is doing things out of the goodness of their own heart. And Ewan was using Greg for his own fucking purpose. He doesn't mm-hmm. give a shit about Greg. He doesn't. He never gave a shit about Greg. He just saw him as a wedge, as they literally said, like you're a wedge to stick into this company and fuck them because I hate them. Greg the wedge. Yeah. Greg the Wedge. Greg yeah, but Greg had some uh, some good scenes. I mean, I really did enjoy that, that scene with, with him and his dad. I mean, him and his grandpa. Um, just because <laughs> when he told him, he said, wait. He said, yeah, I gave your part to Greenpeace first. He said, well, how do you know? How do you know you did that first? <laughs> yeah, like, how do you know it was that part? That was just great. And then, obviously, the end scene. I don't know. Yeah. Every They're always able to come up with great scenes for him and Tom. And when Tom was like, Sue and Greenpeace, huh, Greg? I like your style. What's next? Yeah. Save the children. <laughs> yeah, they really had to steal those moments in this episode. We get that ambushing of Shiv by the elevator by Tom where he learned mm-hmm. that he's tracking her cycle and trying to get her pregnant before he goes to jail, which was just yeah. a whole hell of a lot there. Oh, man. Yeah. And then the Connor stuff, he gets his off. You know, like, they always manage to carve out a little bit of time for the role players in this show. Yeah, yeah. they do. Um, who do we think won this week, fellas? Bill Buster Frank. Straight to the top. Right. He crushed it. Yeah. This might be his finest moment um, in three seasons. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, um, I guess. Well, I mean, it's. It, I mean, you can you can make an argument for like, yeah, the 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 sort of the real people in Waystar Royco, Frank, Carl, Jerry, you know, are breathing a huge sigh of relief. They don't give a shit like about the private jets or about the um, whether a Roy family member could be a CEO. Like they, they're, they're fine. I mean, like that's a perfect thing for Jerry is to, is to keep the the family members out of the CEO uh, position. Uh, so in, uh, you can make the argument that it's probably Jerry. Right. So I, I didn't get the clarity that I needed on that. Did, did they agree to that as part that of the deal? Taken back. So okay. four board seats, oh. the jets and the they got the they 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 got rid of the jets right yeah they can't they have, got rid of they can't have jets anymore and then so good they have to fly uh, scheduled they have to fly scheduled like connor <laughs> did that episode with the refrigerated cheeses yeah it's kind of a <laughs> yeah. bummer so, somehow i think they're gonna find a way around that yeah they were already uh, game planning like oh we'll just like carl was like we'll just put a cap on miles cap on the mileage. <laughs> shut the fuck yeah. up carl I love Carl. I love that. Just tell him the fuck off later. That's all. Yeah. Um, who you got winning the week, Mace? I mean, I I, I do th- honestly think it's Frank, but I what Nando is saying is true. It, Waystar won. Like anybody who's right. tied to Waystar yeah. won, but also Sandy and Stewie kind of won because they got the payday they needed, and now they can just move on. I'm worried that I'm a loser of the week because. 
how they're going to write Stewie into the show anymore. Right. If he's not yeah. involved with the shareholder meeting. But yeah, I think, Ooh. I think overall, anyone who works for Waystar got a W today. Does that yeah. include Kendall? Yeah. Kendall won. <laughs> um, you were asking earlier about like what his plan is. It's still yeah. the same plan from a couple weeks ago, which is I'm going to fuck my dad, but I'm going to keep the company intact. And then I'm going to come in and clean it up and it's all going to go great, which is just completely impossible. It's not going to happen. Right. Because yeah. Jerry said, like, you're going to burn, like, if you go with Kendall, you're going to burn up on reentry. Like, it's a suicide mission. You're going to destroy your own reputation in the process of sabotaging part of the company. Yeah, I feel you. Right. Um, it's hard for me to pick a winner this week because, yeah, like you said, the whole company won. Shiv obviously won. Um, Roman, I feel like he won. Even though Logan had a bad day, I feel like he won. And even Kendall, like you said, he's he works for the company. They got the deal. Uh, you know, he might have embarrassed himself, but as Shiv so eloquently put it, they don't get embarrassed. <laughs> so... But the, yeah. another great, another, you know, they've been, again, it's like the fourth time this happens this season where Shiv makes a move and she thinks she's doing right by Logan or whatever and, or, or like what he wants or what he said. And she, and he's like, no, that's not what I wanted. And that's not what I said. Um, like when she asked like, what would you have done? He goes, not that. Like, I, I don't know. I would have done something else. Like, yeah. <laughs> literally not that. Um, yeah. I think um, in the long has, term though, I think that was a, uh, Pretty sneaky, pretty savvy move by her to sneak in that extra board seat because, as she said, you know, me or Connor or whoever, it's like there's there's no other option. Like that's gonna be her seat eventually, and maybe she's forming some right. Sort but of- she still didn't have the she still didn't have the wherewithal to just be like, I negotiated. It's my fucking seat. Does Fair does Marsha currently have a seat on the board? Hmm. We don't know anything about. It. We don't even know if they cut the deal, right? Like, have yeah. they even like, agreed to their deal? Right. Because you know? I, I, I can just uh, are the see lawyers that. still drawing it up? <laughs> yeah, I can just see that not going Shiv's way. Like yeah. that particular detail seems like it was. I feel like she up. must because Kendall was talking about her at like the beginning of the season when he thought that she was like estranged still from Logan. I think she does right. have a seat, but I, I see what you're saying there, Nando. But I I do think she's doing. A little backdoor dealing with daughter Sandy here, and as Jason posited, is it possible that she's shadow running vegetable Sandy, and she's the one putting all these stipulations in? And it was definitely dumb to give them another seat and to give it to this woman who she thinks she's pandering to, but probably will have some for her down the line. But I don't yeah. know. I, I do think I do think she kind of bull rushed everybody into running the show with Logan incapacitated. And I do think that this board seat will end up being hers. So I think this was kind of a good episode for her. Yeah, definitely. Um, I went back and watched the Argestes episode, um, kind of where this all started, because I was wondering if there was anywhere where they um, hinted at Sandy possibly having some sort of illness and they did. And so they talked about syphilis in this episode. And in that episode, they talked about, him possibly uh, Logan brought up the fact that he might have syphilis. Uh, and Tom called it the MySpace of STDs. The <laughs> um, best part was Jerry being like, "Did we start that rumor?" And it's like, "Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah super yeah, meta, Jerry." The show actually <laughs> did start that rumor. It's great. 
Yeah, yeah. So, but does he no, have was, syphilis? Did they will it into existence? Like, what's going on with Sandy? That's the real question. <laughs> yeah, we don't know. I mean, he's just a zucchini, like Stewie said. <laughs> the angry zucchini. Um, what's our favorite line, fellas? Go with my guy, filibuster um, Frank, again. Uh, <laughs> a little further ado. In fact, much ado. Much ado, much ado about <laughs> something. Yeah. yeah, that was great. That was great. Um, I really liked, uh, I really liked Tom, uh, you know, just, I just love that guy's, I love Matthew McFadden's performance. Cause I, I just like, he goes from being like this cowering, you know, kind of shit, like just a guy whose job is to eat shit all the time, um, to like this kind of aggressive guy with Greg. And when he, when he has that look in his face of like, I like your style. Like, I just like the way he delivers, <laughs> delivers suing greepies. Yeah, you know, yeah. like, you know, like, it's just like, that's a move. There you go. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love that. Just that line delivery. I thought was amazing. Yeah, no, it was Tom's Tom's corporate, like slickster comes out every now and then. It's beautiful. Oh, that. And also when Logan calls him son and he looks oh, at yeah. him. Oh yeah. I, I was wondering if anybody was going to bring pop, that. Pop, pop. <laughs> He's like, it's sure thing. Pop, pop. Pop? Yeah, I mean, it's like it's not really a drug. It's like Tom's from Minnesota, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. uh, um, because he 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 seems like he has kind of an old fashioned waspy thing that yeah. um, the Roys don't have because because Logan's from Scotland. Um, but like that he that they that Tom like you know he says things like the help and he says things like. Uh, pop pop or whatever yeah. calls, like, uh, logan which is like a kind of old-timey american thing um and yeah that that moment was just amazing like like this clearly you know losing his fucking goddamn mind logan is like uh, yeah thank you son give me a hand do you want me to hold the scepter the scepter <laughs> yeah no, that was some good ones um i picked the line that made me laugh out loud and i just think it was a genius moment of writing when roman says first they came for the pjs and i said nothing yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I fucking died, dude. Yeah, that's died. a great line. That's a fucking great line. That's a I, great one. I was like, yeah. yeah, no, you got it, bro. And yeah, the other one um was Greg towards the end where uh he was talking about suing Ewan and he said, I love you and I'm glad you're a part of my life and I'm taking legal action against you. Yeah. <laughs> He's trying to figure out how to sue his grandfather for his inheritance. In a loving way. <laughs> In a loving way. Was he calling a yeah. law student from the other episode, you guys think? Had to, Maybe. Had to be. Yeah. It's still his only yeah. resource, I think, in the legal department. Yeah. yeah. But um so what do we think's coming up next, guys? We got the uh the Well president they're gonna pick, pick a new president, president right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. the raisin centric episode coming up next week, folks. We're going yeah. behind the curtain to the <laughs> to the selection the process. Power. Yeah. Oh, okay, the real so, primary. The real right. primary Welcome is the waste star royal. Yeah. So my question is, what the fuck happened to Gil? Well, he's on the other yeah, he's team. He's the like, opponent. ATN like, has no power over him. But do they? He, he's they, still leading the investigation, you know, in the Senate or whatever. But like now that the Raisin, who's presumably a Republican, is right. stepping down and not running for re-election, there's an open primary amongst the Republicans, which is where Waystar will be able to like influence right. uh, events. So they're just going to pick their champion in the primary. Um, and I think Gil's coming back though. If that's what, but that's what I'm asking. asking like, yeah. yeah, is he is he going to come back when the election cycle meets its rotation? Are we going to get there? Or are they just going to gloss or back over? Back when the when the government investigation just kind of comes back, right? I mean, that yeah. was yeah. 
you know, um, that's that's kind of been put on the back burner for a few episodes. Um, the fact that the, there's still a Department of Justice investigation Seriously. into the company. Yeah, I want to see more Lisa Arthur, man. I haven't seen her in a few episodes. Yeah. They do a, they do a fantastic job of taking people and just shoving them completely off stage for a little bit. But yeah, Lisa needs yeah. to come back. Gil needs to come back. I, when they first teased that Connor was running for president last season, I was really wondering how deep into an election they would get. And yeah. he has talked about stepping back and working for the next four years, but maybe this raisin stepping down will reinvigorate him and he'll jump right and back into the he fray. He was very excited. He was, he was very thrilled. excited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So now I can see them making that more of a storyline with Connor trying to run for president and them trying to ignore it. Um, you know, now, but it's going to be interesting to see what they do with the whole company, you know, shuffle now that they've settled the shareholder meeting, you know, debacle, what, yeah. What is next on the floor for them? Who is buying for what? Logan said acquisition, Jerry- so maybe they'll be trying to buy shit again. Right? Is PGN going to come back into into frame? Um, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I liked Holly Hunter as a character on the show, um, so it'll be interesting to see. I mean, I obviously the show has to take a strong turn towards the end of the season in some direction. So, well, I guess we'll we'll see on the next probably two episodes what the yep. what that arc will be. That's been the fifth episode of Machiavellian Fucks, our succession recap podcast. We'll be back next week with the back half of the season beginning and things are getting interesting for Jason Madison, Anthony Mays. I am Nando Vila. We'll see you next week. ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you call clickgranger.com or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done